Well, good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? Starting off with good some morning. King this morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Starting off with some Martin this morning. I was going to pull up the playlist for us to jam this morning because today is a national holiday. If you didn't know, you thought that August was devoid of any national holidays. You were incorrect. You didn't know that August the 5th was Shonda's birthday. And it's, I've made it my life mission to live the type of life so that when I die, we get a day off work in the post office clothes. Can I get an amen? Thank you very much. So I was looking through my playlist, and I happened to see Martin. And um, at the same time, Miss Deborah was texting me, and I was so moved by something that she said on a call that she let me participate in that I played Martin. Deborah told the callers, and I hope she doesn't mind if I tell this, but it's, it's common knowledge. Uh, Ms. Deborah lived in Baton Rouge. Her parents lived in Baton Rouge, but she had to be born in New Orleans because there were no hospitals that serviced, serviced African Americans in Baton Rouge. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ms. Deborah. And that is in our lifetime. Ms. Deborah is not 100 years old. So it's sad that this was this what was playing was Martin's last speech, and here we are, 50 years removed, 40 years removed from that, and it's still just as relevant today. I want to thank all of you for joining us. I'm Dr. Shonda Garner Brooks with the Family Strong Foundation, the organization that hosts these Wellness Wednesday calls. Today we have a packed agenda. So uh, I want to give only like one or two more minutes to get a few more callers on the line, and we're going to do housekeeping, and I'm going to give my kudos and all the other stuff. I'm going to do that at the end today so that we can squeeze everybody in. What I am going to tell you is that we, you are, um, that I'm going to mute us. Today we will be starting with Mr. Milton Batiste. He is uh, the Director of Transportation at the St. Landry Parish School Board. And whether it's officially or unofficial, he has been elected uh, the, the, the PR, the public relations for the school board. And so he sits on a phone call that I sit on that we do um, once a week where the mayors and police chief and all of the, the municipalities get together and we talk about the state of COVID. And so he gives us an update what's going on with the school board. So I was nice enough to ask him to join us today. Before Mr. Baptiste gets started, I want, to ask, I want to address this one question. Please do not ask Mr. Baptiste, what about working parents? Mr. Baptiste, myself, and a lot of other callers, we're also working parents, so we're trying to juggle the exact same thing that you're trying to juggle. So when it comes to you can ask him questions related to this and that, but please, any question that has to do with what about the working parents, Let's please save that for another discussion. I'm a really good problem solver, and if you and I and a couple of other people put our heads together, the village can help out with those situations. But unfortunately, the school board has to do what's best, and that's not always what's easiest. And no matter what the school board would have decided, somebody would have been unhappy. So he's going to share that with us. Feel free if you have other pressing questions to please ask those questions. But the one about what about working parents, that's a question that we'll need to talk about on this call so that we can help those parents. 
And that, with that being said, I'd like to go ahead and introduce Mr. Milton Baptiste with the St. Landry Parish School System. And Mr. Baptiste, you are on mute, so you will have to dial star six, even from your landline. I see you. Good morning, Dr. Brooks. Am I unmuted? You are. Thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Baptiste. Thank you, and thanks for the invite. And again, uh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. How old are you? I'm not supposed to ask that. Huh? <laughs> you never ask my weight or my age, but I'll gladly tell you. I'm 47. Gladly tell that one. Gotcha. Happy 47. Wishing you many more. Thank you very much. Okay, so I'll get started because I know you have a very lengthy agenda. How is my volume? Do I sound pretty good? Am I too low, too loud? You sound great. Thank you. for uh, Landlines are perfect. You sound great. You're coming in nice and clear. Thank you. Okay, great. I'm, I'm just going to get started with, uh, again, uh, you know, everybody know that we're, that we're dealing with. We're in this COVID area. So, unfortunately, it's a... Uh, you know, it's causing us to do a lot of unexpected things and things that we're we're not used to and kind of getting out of our comfort zones. But again, I I think uh you know that, that is always a positive, is always a silver lining, and if, and if anything is that that uh you know we are able to kind of grow and stretch and do things differently, and it's kind of causing you know everyone, not not just the school system, but every municipality, school systems, various organizations to uh kind of start thinking outside the box. But just in ter- in terms of uh students and uh, start dates. The start dates for, for the start date for students is September eighth, which is the day after Labor Day, uh, and, and it will be a virtual start for uh, for students. Again, like I said, our start date for students is September eighth, and that start will be uh will be virtually. And, and what I'll do is I'll just kind of go through some of the various departments, so you, so uh, so that everyone kind of get an idea of you know what what we're looking at, what we're planning, and, and again. You know, th- this is something that that's new. So, you know, when you're doing something new, you know, there's always a lot of tweaks. There's always going to be a lot of changes uh, as we as we go through this entire process. In terms of our academic day, the academic day for students is going to kind of uh, consist of a uh, synchronous and asynchronous learning from a, a virtual a virtual standpoint. So basically, our students will kind of log in and check on, check in from that 7:45 to uh, 8 o'clock uh, time frame, and that's where our teachers will kind of account for students. They'll uh, you know check roll, do attendance, you know, and kind of kind of like like in, in the traditional format where, where they were face to face, but online is going to be the same thing because again that attendance, that attendance and that record keeping component is still still going to be required to uh, to be adhered to. So all of our teachers at all grade levels will kind of be doing that from that 7:45 to 8 a.m. time frame. Our uh, our elementary students are going to be required to be engaged uh, in synchronous in synchronous learning from an 8 to 12 block. Our middle school students will be uh, required to be in that uh, 8 to 12, 25 block, and our high school students will uh, have an uh, 8 to 11, 50 block. And, and what's going to happen from that point, from, from, the, from the time their block ends, there's going to be an opportunity for asynchronous learning. So, for example, let's say uh, I'm going to use one of my daughters, for example. If one of my daughters had, had questions or some concerns with some of the lessons that were taught during that, uh, I'm going to use my fourth grader, for example. She would, she would be in that 8 to 12 block. So if she had some questions from, let's say, 12 to 
250, she would be she would, she would have the opportunity to be involved in asynchronous learning with her with her teacher or teachers. So if she had some questions, she could she could dialogue with her teachers during that uh, that 12 to 250 time frame and get that feedback from her teachers. And the same thing applies to, to all the various uh, levels, whether it's elementary, middle school, or high school. So again, everybody's gonna have they're gonna have that uh, synchronous learning time from uh, eight to 12ish, and then from 12ish to 250, they'll have that uh, that asynchronous learning time. Also, too, uh, I know one of the big the big uh, questions I know I've been getting a lot, and various people <clears throat> has been getting is dress code. And one and I, initially there wasn't a requirement for students to be in uniform and uh, <clears throat> wearing a school uniform, but that has kind of been changed and kind of loosened. So now the requirement is that all students are uh, pretty much dressed appropriately. And I'll kind of go through, you know, several, uh, several, several of the criteria here. Students must wear a solid, a solid color T-shirt, polo shirt, or sweatshirt. Students must wear bottoms that are not revealing, tight, or excessively distressed. And again, uh, you know, that can be shorts, pants, uh, skirts or sweatpants, but again, uh, not revealing, tight, or excessively distressed. Students may not wear pajamas or other uh, attire designated as sleepwear. Students should refrain from wearing tank tops, halter tops, spaghetti straps, or any other shirts that uh, expose the waist. Students shall not wear any item of clothing that can be considered, uh, that, I'm sorry, that can be considered revealing or distracting. Students are not permitted to wear any item of clothing or jewelry that presents inappropriate writing or offensive uh, ideology. So again, that, that's just some of the criteria again that we have again to to kind of help loosen up those requirements. In regards to uh, our SPED students, our SPED students, we do have a handful of SPED students with, uh, with complex learning needs that will probably have to attend school face to face because of their uh, because of the, the complexities of their learning needs. So those students probably will attend school face-to-face -face in, uh, in some instances. Also, too, a lot of our SPED students attending virtually, they will have the benefit of having their SPED teacher join the Google Classrooms, kind of like a sort of an, an inclusion format. So their SPED teachers will be joining in with those regular ed teachers to be able to provide instructions to our students uh, virtually. And also, too, resource teachers during that asynchronous time will be providing some direct instruction with our, with our SPED students. So again, it is something, uh, again, I, I want to I stress that this, this is new. You know, we, we're going to have to work some kinks out, but again, the board decided that this was the best uh, the safest method, let me say this, to uh, to protect our students and staff, you know, during this COVID era. Also, to uh, I'm going to kind of jump to the food service department in terms of uh, food service. The food service department will have a window open at all schools as of now at all schools, open from one to five thirty, where uh, where meals can be picked up for uh, for various students. Again, uh, in, in the next the next coming days or a week or so, there will be a consent form that will be needed to sign by each parent uh, in, in regards to being able to, uh, to receive these meals from the various schools. Each student is going to have a, an ID with a barcode where uh, whenever they pick up, then that barcode needs to be scanned, again, for, uh, for accounting and for FDA purposes. And again, like like um, using Ms. Brooks for example, Ms. Brooks, if you want to pick up for you know your grandkids or for your neighbors, you know you can do that. You would just need their IDs and uh, and be able to get those uh, barcodes scanned. 
And again, again, this process is is constantly evolving. You know, we may start off one way and have to kind of branch out and do some uh, do some things uh, differently as, as the uh, as it evolves. Also, to uh, transportation, transportation again will be provided in small snippets for again those uh, diverse learners that I spoke about earlier. Also, to uh, our transportation department, we're going to have to kind of probably reassign some of those individuals who are normally used to driving buses. Obviously, there won't be a big need for a parish-wide need for transportation, so some of these individuals will probably have to assist in the, the food service area or just different areas of the school, again, to, uh, to be able to, kind of, to make this process work. In terms of athletics, uh, I did speak to Mr. Robinson. He's our, our supervisor of child welfare and athletics. And uh, he said the Louisiana High School Athletic Association is meeting within the next couple of days. So, again, information in, in uh, regard to athletics is forthcoming. Uh, Technology-wise, we, we do know we have a lot of students that may not have ac access to technology or uh, may not have uh, Chromebooks at this point to be able to log on. And, again, that was one of the reasons, too, that the board uh, opted to push that start date back because some of the uh, the technology that we did are uh, is on back order, so we we are still awaiting that. And again, because again, it's not that's not just St. Landry. You know, you have you have every district in the state, the nation. They've all put in orders for uh, for technology. So again, a lot of that stuff is on back order. But the plan and goal is that when when this stuff does come in, those students who do not have access to uh, these devices at home will be on the priority list to uh, to receive these devices so that they can uh, connect virtually during the course of the day. And Dr. Brooks, that's, that's about it with, uh, with my update. So if anyone has questions, I can try to answer those at this time. Well, thank you very much. So um, the, the uniform policy, I totally understand as a teacher, uh, and I know that parents were resistant to the uniform, but they don't understand because they, they got to see how they they presented their child in virtual learning, but when we when when the district said that shut down March 13th, you know I had the privilege of seeing other children throughout classrooms, and so the uniform policy would have just helped to ensure that children attend class properly dressed, not in their pajamas, not in um, revealing clothes or clothes that had profanity or things that wouldn't have been school appropriate. So I understand the school board and their movement to have uniforms. Plus what we're hoping is is that the whole 2021 school year doesn't have to be virtual. So then what would you what would you do if you need to get uniforms? So what I've instructed the parents who contacted me is to go ahead and purchase those uniforms with the hope that eventually we should be able to get back to school. But more importantly, it's a no-brainer. The child wakes up, they throw on their shoe, shirt, they get in front of Zoom, they take off their shirt, you put that back in the closet, <laughs> you wear that shirt several days before it has to be washed because you've only got to sit here with it and not move with it. But um, I understand the board trying to take into account everyone's concerns. I admire y'all, and I do not envy the decision that y'all had to make. Making a decision for one house has stressed me to the point where I broke down the other day. I would not want to have to make a decision for the, 80, the 83,000 people serving in the parish. So thank you so much.